Hello everyone, I want to share my findings of a few recent experiences that I had and use them as examples to express my insights of how certain mechanisms in the astral and in our consciousness work. Uh, just before I do, welcome to Yinzi and Ayad for joining on Patreon. I hope you enjoy the Discord group and our spiritual discussions on all these non-physical topics. So the first experience I want to share that I had is quite simple but deeply enjoyable and that's visiting space and our solar system. This is somewhat a relevant discussion with organizations like NASA and SpaceX making certain progressions lately, such as the new James Webb Telescope. We were talking about this on the Patreon Discord group the other day. And often when I hear of humanity's efforts to explore the vast unknown of space, I am of course interested but also somewhat saddened by the fact that humanity does not know they can explore space safely and more intimately than they can physically, spending all their time and efforts externally. And of course what's even worse is we give in to this whole narrative of watching TV and praising these astronauts doing, you know, going to great lengths to fulfill their training, to go out into space. And we say to ourselves, oh, we can't do that because being an astronaut is something way out of our usual dream of ourself, right? Uh, but in reality, through astral projection, this is a very easy and very simple thing to do, to visit space. It is our birthright to do so, actually. So humanity does not know that they can do this, and it is even actually more intimate to explore space during astral projection because in those moments you are in touch with the astral counterpart of space, the fifth dimensional counterpart of it, not just the physical third dimensional aspect that astronauts go out and see. In those moments of visiting space astrally, you are space. You feel space and understand it from within, from your being. You are not just a visitor, but you are there, uniting with it. And truly, this is how it can feel when you have an out-of-body experience and go beyond Earth's atmosphere. It sounds perhaps far-fetched or difficult to do, but in practice, if you do it yourself, you will feel the experience. And recently, I myself was simply hovering above Earth, seeing the expanse of the stars above and this beautiful blue planet below, which we call home. This is always a moving and transformative experience and a very beautiful memory to hold with you. As I speak about it now, I can see and feel that experience that I had and always recall it to keep in mind the greater whole, especially in times of when I'm uh, struggling in my life uh, and 
similarly lately in physical life, I have been managing a lot of stress, dealing with problems at work and now moving from South Korea to Ireland. And so I've not wanted to actually go on many deep explorations out of body lately, and I've not held any specific intention to achieve anything in the astral. And so finding myself flying above the earth, I simply bathed in the beauty of our planet in a peaceful sort of meditation, uh, which can really put one's life into perspective if you pay attention there. And if you do pay attention, there is this certain quality in space that you may notice. It's known by many names. I personally know it most commonly as Akash. Uh, this Akash is something you sense when you're in the astral, particularly if you're in space. Uh, just as there are the four elements in nature, fire, water, earth, air, there is also the fifth one, Akash, from where all elements derive. And so floating here in the ecstasy and love for our earth, I also contemplated and acutely understood that it is our consciousness which keeps us on the ground here on earth. And so in order for us to travel beyond earth in our astral body, one needs a certain level of detachment, especially from that which we call the collective consciousness. So it's this which anchors us into this dimension, this dimension of consciousness, you could say. So, you know, in order to travel into space, it isn't just a matter of forcing yourself up to fly like a rocket. Uh, as you go up in your astral body or as you ascend, you'll encounter certain new energy fields. Not all the time, but this is quite common. And if you can't resonate or handle those kind of new energies of space, some may call them alien energies maybe, uh, or perhaps you become fearful or overwhelmed, uh, maybe you don't like heights or something like that, you know, any kind of dimensional thinking that keeps us on this earth-like way of thinking, right? So if you go into any kind of or type of that thinking, then you usually won't be able to continue your ascent. Uh, something might happen, you might bump into an imaginary wall, or you will just end up back on earth somewhere where you feel safer. So this is why the term cosmic consciousness is often used, because we need to expand our reach of awareness, our reach of intelligence beyond just the minute and extremely narrow reality of Earth. If we can expand beyond that, uh, you know, once you expand your understanding beyond Earth consciousness, you can actually travel beyond Earth in the astral body too. This is something very profound to understand in practice directly. I think some people who feel very disconnected from society uh, and like very phantasmal uh, stories and that type of spirituality interested in 
Uh, other races in the universe usually have a better time with this. But for some people who are very earthbound, so to speak, uh, they find this more difficult. Those who don't dream or wonder about what's in space and they don't really believe in aliens and whatnot. So that's a whole different episode though, of course. And so, yes, I'm talking about Earth consciousness, uh, but really it's not Earth consciousness that you need to go beyond. But what I mean is that we need to go beyond the narrow collective consciousness of humanity, the destructive collective consciousness of humanity. I'm not saying that it's bad in itself, but much of what collective consciousness has is extremely volatile and destructive, really. This is where most of us are trapped in, in this essentially what is a collective shared psychosis or hypnosis of our race. This shared hellish dream that we have of our life on earth, especially when we're tuning into the news every day. I'm not saying that tuning into news is bad or anything. Uh, I'm just saying that there's a difference between soaking in the news unconsciously and watching it consciously with a higher awareness. So once you're in space, the intelligences and vibrations that begin to enter your field of awareness feels totally different. If you pay careful attention, each planet has an entirely different energy field, which is very noticeable. And of course, Earth has this Earth's energy, right? Uh, but for example, in this recent experience that I had, uh, as I stayed there meditating for probably too long, uh, I felt a pull to go back down to Earth. And I was enjoying being above Earth so much that I, you know, began to fight against that pull. I wanted to stay. Now, if people ask me for advice on general matters in, you know, spirituality or astral projection, I generally don't usually tell them to fight against natural sensations. However, if one fights with all of their faculties without any hint of duality, without any hint of inner conflict, then you are really calling upon your willpower. This is why willpower can somewhat be a dangerous thing, because anyone can do anything as long as they put their mind to it, as is commonly said. And so as I created this focused tension to stay in space, all the energy seemed to concentrate and then blast me to another planet, which was the planet of Mars. Now, this has happened a few times when I've willed for something very strongly in the astral uh, with a lot of struggle. And it's quite amazing how I'm always or sometimes teleported to the planet of Mars. Now, as I said before, each planet is not just a planet. It is better to see each one as a being with its own energy field. And so to describe Mars to me, uh, it truly and clearly is this planet of willpower. 
or to give more words to try and point towards its energy, it's like a planet of fighting or war. Maybe the uh, positive aspects of war. It maybe it has the negative ones of it too. Um, it's a planet of force. You know, if cosmic warriors were to live anywhere in our solar system, I feel it would surely be Mars. Uh, this is the energy that it seems to emanate, and I always seem to see it or go to it if I'm trying very hard to fight against something. Uh, this happened when I wanted to get out of a situation where I saw a negative entity. Uh, I shared this on the video that you can see on the screen now. So yes, there is a power on Mars or of Mars, uh, which is defiant or fierce and direct. If you want to learn what willpower is and how to use it, uh, meditate on the planet of Mars. And uh, remember, as above, so below, we have that intelligence of Mars within us too. Uh, this relates to the deeper and original teachings of the zodiac and how the planets influence or help us by tapping into their power. So, I thought I'd just share another reason why astral travel is so wonderful. Going into space is one of my favorite things to do. I don't often do it, but when I do, it's always a deeply joyful experience. You know, instead of watching astronauts and looking at telescope pictures, anyone can go to space directly and not just go there, but also comprehend what we see at a very direct and intimate level. A second experience I want to share, I recently visited this kind of royal and prestigious mansion in the astral. Well, I was more like invited there. And inside one of the rooms sat me and a few other spiritual teachers and guides. Uh, and one of them was, um, I don't want to say his name, uh, but it was another spiritual author who is somewhat known in some spiritual communities. Uh, but anyway, this uh, someone who I think is rather mm, questionable in terms of his uh, legitimacy or level of enlightenment in spirituality, uh, but I think he probably thought the same of me as well because he was questioning me on various spiritual topics, uh, but he was questioning me on the level of intellect. Uh, I mean, he was being very skeptical, always frowning. And you know, when someone has already seemed to have made their mind up about you before really hearing you out, uh, he just seemed to have some prejudgments about me. Uh, but anyway, I just smiled and politely answered his questions. Uh, although by the look on his face, he didn't seem to understand uh, my insights. Uh, so I'm sharing this experience with you because what was in that room were five large framed paintings. Uh, each painting was a kind of abstract picture of space clouds and supernovas and nebulas and such. Uh, they were really beautiful to look at. Uh, they were featured on a 
wall with a large semicircle sofa facing them, which we were all sat on. Now, a question that this person asked me was how I interpret one of the pictures. And so as I looked at one of the pictures that he was pointing towards on the far right, I saw this red and orange colored supernova space cloud in the depths of somewhere in the galaxy. Uh, And as I continued to look, I actually entered the scene of this painting and it turned into this truly vivid and alive dimensional world where I was literally in space seeing the power and magnitude of this enormous nebula moving and spinning. I could feel its electricity emanating around me. What was even more peculiar was that I was still sat on the sofa at the same time and I could easily shift my focus from being on the sofa with those people or being within this immersive painting at will. Uh, whenever I wanted, or simultaneously. A very strange uh, sensation. I could tune out of each one if I wanted to. So I became sharply aware of both myself on the sofa, but also being within the scene of this picture. And so he's asked this question to me, right? But I can't exactly remember what I said because this was really a moment of spontaneous inspiration coming to these epiphanies while I'm in this all-encompassing experience. So as I was having this sort of picture-painting vision, uh, I described to him something like, the movement of life only begins when we are totally surrendered to the power of being grounded to our experience from moment to moment. And the magnitude of this force to which we can progress in life, which we can give to ourselves, determines how much we can handle that magnitude of that force of how much we can surrender to being grounded to our experience. Uh, I know that sounds very abstract, Uh, perhaps it resonates with you, perhaps not, Uh, but the scene was abstract in itself, so it really made sense to me when I was looking at it. Absolutely, I had no doubt in my mind about what I was saying at the time. Uh, You really have to be in that dimension of consciousness. Uh, It's like that painting was a portal to a dimension of consciousness. Uh, If I was an artist, I'd try to draw it for you. It was this vividly red and orange space cloud electrifying with power. I also thought that this is what our chakras could look like on a microcosmic to macrocosmic level because truly I was the size of an ant compared to this enormous huge uh, space cloud which seemed to be the size of the earth or something. Um, Anyway, the person who was asking me the question looked confused as ever but the others in the room were knowingly smiling at me which made me feel like I wasn't totally losing it. (laughs) So, I wanted to share this experience because I think the fact that 
paintings or pictures like these can be really interesting, you know, and how we can use these windows or doors or uh, paintings as portals to consciousness. Uh, in many ways, in the physical, artists have their canvas and they draw and people go to museums and appreciate them. And in a way, people do do that. In physical life, people look at a painting and if they're able to sense it properly, they can connect to the level of consciousness, the dimension of consciousness of the artist, and they can sense where the artist was coming from. So it really made me wonder, did a highly talented astral artist create these pictures, you know, compared to just painting in the physical? Uh, this type of astral painting would have required more from the artist instead of just using physical paints. The artist would have had to add a totally extra dimensional layer to it, right? Uh, as he painted it, he would have had to formulate and express the correct powerful mental and emotional forces to extrude onto the canvas. It was truly extraordinary. You could also consider, uh, could this have actually been a picture or a portal connected to a place in the universe? Because it certainly felt like it when I went into it, so to speak. Uh, what do you think? Feel free to comment below. Regardless, this was like seeing what virtual reality will be like in a hundred years from now. Perhaps these will be in museums one day where people can have these experiences with these immersive paintings triggered simply by focusing on them. As for the person who was really determined to question me, you see, if people want to truly know whether a person is legitimate or not, the only true way to find out is by investigating that person in the astral worlds. Then you'll be able to see the absolute truth of that person, whether they are actually a master or a genuine teacher or just a fraud or somewhere in between. Uh, and I think that's essentially what this person was attempting to do. As for my last experience that I want to share, this one happened after a few nights of not really being able to meditate as I usually would be able to. Uh, as I've said, my current life situation has been rather challenging and one night as I came out of body, I immediately went to some snowy country. I was quite excited to be in the astral once again and I was just about to go and do something when I looked up at the most magnificent sight of Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights. This immediately turned into another meditative experience as I realized this is just where I wanted to be. Admiring this view of these neon green and little blue hues, uh, dancing lights above me, which were just glowing onto the snowy mountain below and onto my body, I decided to just sit down there and looked up for the entire experience. And as I sat there, I realized that I hadn't been able to meditate properly recently in waking life. And this was the perfect 
landscape, uh, the perfect world to do it in. And so I'm sharing this simple and short experience with you because I realize that sometimes if we work continuously, walking on the path of awakening, doing meditation, aspiring to these higher fields of awareness and consciousness with tenacity and persistence. Sometimes if we hit road bumps or struggles or go through dry patches with experiences and whatnot, um, our subconscious can sense these struggles and our subconscious desires can trickle down into our experiences at night too and work in healthy ways for us, to help us. This is why some people don't end up having experiences because they don't continue long enough. You know, they make little efforts and then they stop. But you have to keep going if you really want to learn how to do it, because learning how to astral project is not just a matter of intellectual uh, studying. It's not just a matter of listening to YouTube videos. It's a matter of comprehending this aspect within us on many different levels, conscious, subconscious, uh, unconscious, emotionally, all of these things. And so, of course, in this personal example, I've been having a desire to get my meditation practice back on track so much that my subconscious mind, or you could even say higher mind or higher self, helped me out with that experience, providing me with some inspiration to continue and get through my personal challenges. So this is a very simple and beautiful reason why we should never give up, no matter how hard the path may be. If you truly want something, you will always be shown the way. And in those moments, I was able to meditate in the astral and, you know, find some peace within myself, which also trickled down into my physical waking experience the next days too. So I hope you enjoyed those few recent smaller experiences. Uh, I know I've expressed not really wanting to astral project lately due to stress and my life situation, but on the good news, I will now be focusing on it a lot more as I'll be starting a more peaceful life in Ireland, uh, closer to some family, so I'll have more time to focus back on writing my books. I have many planned and more time for all of you too. So for those who are on Patreon especially and those who leave comments and questions on YouTube, I am there if you would like to ask questions. There's a lot of very interesting information, episodes, and books coming up. So be sure to be subscribed. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is Gene, and I will see you on the next episode.